In this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared tells us the top 10 rides at Disney World not to miss. Welcome to this week's episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer, and today we've got a really fun episode for you where we're going to be talking about the top 10 rides at Disney World in Orlando. And I know that this is going to be a subjective list, and uh, we appreciate that, but at the same time, we've been there so many times, and we've taken so many friends and family, and they all completely agree with us that these are, in fact, the top 10 rides. So we're going to count those down in reverse order today, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. We're going to talk about these rides. We're going to do our best to not have any spoilers, but at the same time, we are going to go through why they are the top rides over at Disney World. So these are the ones you're absolutely going to not want to miss when you're out there. Now, before we dive into that, I do want to ask wherever you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and find that pause button and then click that subscribe button. So that way you're going to get this content delivered into your inbox each and every single week. So that way you can stay up to date on the biggest Disney tips and tricks. And then we do ask if there's any tips or tricks that saved you some time or money, you can support us over at Patreon. The links are down in the podcast description or the video description below. And over at Patreon, the subscribers that are helping us out there are who keep this podcast going. And we really appreciate each and every one of you. And then we've also now got our biggest Disney tip or trick ever out there on Patreon. So you're definitely going to want to go check that out. It is at our highest tier because it is that good of a tip or trick. So I'm not just saying that. I am saying this is going to help you skip lines and give you all kinds of advantages at the Disney park. So you're definitely going to want to go check that out. Now, today is a weird day for me. You can tell probably listening to my voice. I do not sound exactly the same as I normally have. A little bit of secrets of the podcasting that I like to do and the style that I like to do is I try to record a whole bunch of episodes, usually within a week or two, and then I edit them all over time and work on them and get them all posted to our sites and get them uploaded onto the different hosting platforms. And typically that's worked really well for me. There, When I first started out, I was doing one episode every single week and was recording those each and every single week. But as you guys know, life gets busy. We were traveling a lot. We were going back and forth between Denver and Disney. And likewise, now fast forward, I've been doing the podcast over a year. I've had a lot of fun doing it, but we traveled a couple of weeks ago to South Dakota to go see some family. And upon our return, I got sick and I was down and out for about a week's time and I hadn't recorded in a few weeks. And next week, if you guys didn't know, we are actually heading on our first Disney cruise. So it's actually in October now when I'm recording this episode, it won't be live until January sometime. But because we're going to be out of town and all the travel that comes with that, I wanted to get all these episodes in this week. So I'm going to be recording for this week. And my voice obviously is a little bit different just because of when I was sick, I had a pretty good cough going. And now that I'm better and I feel 100%, I don't feel sick at all. But because now that I'm better, I've had this little bit of a cough and my voice sounds a little bit funny. So I know I'm a couple octaves, maybe lower. Maybe I sound like Sam Elliott to some of you guys. Probably not. He's got a much lower voice. But if you compare this to our normal podcast, my voice does sound a little bit funny. And it's because I've been sick recently. But I wanted to get this content recorded for you guys because after these four episodes, so these four episodes I'm doing right now are going to be the top rides at Disney World, Disneyland. Then we're going to go to Universal Orlando and Universal Hollywood. After that, we're going to be highlighting our cruise that we went on because we'll be coming back from that. 
And I may do some multiple episodes on the cruise. Uh, we're going to wait and see until we get out there and actually do the cruise and really get some opinions formulated ourselves from the cruise. Now, if you listen to our historic episodes, we did have Anthony and Lisa on talking about Disney cruises. Like I said, this will be our first actual Disney cruise ourselves. We have done other cruise lines as well. So we're going to be doing some compare analysis there for you on our episode or episodes if we do multiple. We just haven't decided yet what we're going to be doing. So you're definitely going to want to tune in in the coming weeks for all these cool episodes that are going to be coming your way. But timeline-wise, we wanted to get these recorded. I apologize, my voice isn't perfect, but it sounds clear enough to me on the headset, so I understand that you guys can probably hear me just fine. And we're going to be talking about, uh, on these four episodes, the top Disney and Universal rides that are out there. And again, this is highly subjective. Now, I will say before I dive into my list here, we did on our Facebook page host a poll over a series of a lot of weeks, actually, we actually did it a March Madness bracket where we put all the top rides that were out there and let people vote on them for each round. And each round was a day. And then at the end of each day, uh, the, obviously the winner moved on and we did this over a course of a few weeks and we got down to the top rides. Now, our list today is very close to how it all shook out in that Facebook poll. So I encourage you, if you've not joined our Facebook page or followed us on Facebook, Find us at a drier dose of Disney, and we're going to keep doing fun polls like this. But we did do Disney World. We did Universal. And these lists line up very closely. Now, we did insert some of our own opinions into this, and I will talk through each and every one of those as we go through it today. But there are distinct reasons why some of these rides landed on the list where they landed. We will talk about each and every single one as we go through it. But I did my best to honor the polls and the votes that we had from hundreds of people that were out there at that point in time. These are the top 10 lists. We will go in reverse order of what are the must ride rides at Disney World. And there is a lot of debate over the top four. Uh, so do know that there is a lot of interchanging that can happen between the top four. We do believe we have them in the correct order. I do know a lot of people that are going to debate, especially the top three, that number four one is probably in the right spot, but the top three, there's going to be a lot of debate over those. And it's going to really depend on your style of ride that you like. So again, these are the must ride rides when you go to Disney World. Of course, there are hundreds of different little rides and activities and events and shows that you can do while you're on the Disney World campus out there in Orlando. So this is, again, just our opinion of the top 10 that you should do and must do while you're out there. But it doesn't mean that you have to do them. By all means, uh, do what's right for you and your family. And if you want a rope drop strategy, you can go back in time. Uh, we did them about a year ago. We did the rope drop strategies for all the Disney parks as well as all the Universal parks. And we walk you through exactly how we conquer our days and make sure that we hit each and every one of these rides. So I don't want to delay anymore. We're seven minutes in and I do want to get right into our top 10 rides. And we are going to start at number 10. And at number 10, you guys are all going to probably get very angry at me. So I do encourage you come back to Facebook. Do let us know in the comments on Facebook what you liked and what you didn't like on our page. But number 10 is going to be highly controversial. And that is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So out of all the rides and all the different things you can do at Disney World, we did make this number 10 on our list. Uh, we do love Seven Dwarfs Mine Train over at Magic Kingdom. It is one of the top rides at Magic Kingdom, but a lot of people think that, hey, this one probably should have cracked the top three. We completely disagree. We actually think that this is a really good ride. We do enjoy it quite a bit, and it is a must ride. That's why it made the top 10 list. 
However, out of the rest of the top 10 list, the other rides are better than this ride. And I'm going to explain why as we go through each one. But Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is a hybrid coaster and dark ride at the same time. It is a lot of fun. It obviously highlights the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs movie where you are going into the mine with the dwarfs and they're singing about hi-ho and off to work we go and all the gems that they have. It is really cool. It is really high tech. As a matter of fact, the roller coaster itself is very smooth and the cars sway side and side back and forth, which actually makes it a very comfortable ride as well. However, it is not a huge coaster. In fact, most little kids can ride this and would not have any problem riding it. And we do think that it did take the dark ride to a next level. And we completely agree with that. And we do think it's a fantastic ride. However, we do believe that there are nine better rides at Disney World in general. Now, if you listen to our Rope Drop episode, we will talk about that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is usually the ride that most people try to rope drop at Magic Kingdom. And we would still recommend that. Now, we did give three different strategies for rope drop at Magic Kingdom. And one of them is to go do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train right at the beginning of the day. Do also know that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train does go down if it rains in Orlando, which it rains almost every single day. So that is another point of consideration if you want to make sure you do get this ride in over there in Orlando is you may want to do it earlier in the day because the rain typically comes in the afternoon. And we have seen it shut down for a couple hours when it rains because not only do they have to wait for the rain to stop, but they do have to run test runs with the trains before they can open it back up to the public. It can take a little bit of time before it comes back up, but we do love Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. This is, though, our number 10 ride at all of Disney World, which then takes me to number nine. And this ride is going to be over at Epcot. And this is Soren. And a lot of people would be a little surprised that Soren did make the top 10 and that it cracked into the top 10. But there is a specific reason why we like Soren in the top 10 rides that you should experience at Disney World. And that is because it is a smooth ride, it is a pleasant ride, but they also incorporated smells into this ride. So if you've never been on Soren, we encourage you go over to the Land Pavilion over at Epcot. It is definitely worth it. We do think that this is a better ride than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Again, a lot of people would probably argue that with us. Now, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is a little more thrilling than Soren, but Soren is a better ride just because it gets all of the senses. You do get the feeling of sight. You get the feeling of touch when they blow the wind on you. You do get the feeling of smell when you get to smell the different lands. And it is one of the highlights that we go to every single time that we're at Epcot. I will put uh, Soren at number nine on the list. It is going to stay in the top 10, at least for right now. And that brings up an important point is in time, this list may change as Disney continues to open up new rides and new experiences out there in Orlando. And when they do, we'll update this. But for right now, Soren is number nine on our top 10 list because of all the senses that it plays with, which is really cool at Epcot because Epcot's all about the community of tomorrow and really experimenting with different things. And they did a really great job with engaging all of your senses on Soren. Now let's go to number eight on our list and we're going to go over to Hollywood Studios drum roll. And I'm sure some people are nervous what I'm going to say on this one. And that is the Tower of Terror over at Hollywood Studios. Now, this is Disney's only really good drop ride out there. And uh, they do have obviously other thrill rides in their parks, but this is the best drop ride that they have in Orlando. And Tower of Terror brings a little element of the macabre and the spooky to it, being that it's themed with Tower of Terror. Obviously, when you go into this ride, they're going to give you a great pre-show. They're going to explain what happened. And it is done in black and white, and it does have a lot of lightning and cool effects with it. 
but it is a really fun ride. Now, if you don't like drop rides, do know that though they say that it's 13 stories tall and whatnot, it is not a very huge ride in the sense of you're not going up hundreds and hundreds of feet and plummeting back to the earth at hundreds of feet at a time. It does move up and down throughout the ride in different increments. So it is a unique ride every time you ride it. It may take you to the top, drop you to the bottom. It may only drop you two floors, shoot you up three, but it's going to move up and down this elevator shaft very randomly throughout your ride. So it's a lot of fun, but the ride doesn't last very long. For those that are afraid of heights, we have taken a lot of people afraid of heights on Tower of Terror and they have done just fine. Now, don't get me wrong when it drops and, and you can feel your stomach come up into your chest. That's a lot of fun. So if you don't love that feeling, do know that you are going to experience that on this ride. But we do think that with it being the only drop ride at Disney World and being a really well-themed drop ride, it definitely cracks the top 10 and lands at our number eight spot. And this is one of my favorite rides over there. And I'm afraid of heights. So do know that despite my fear of heights, I do love Tower of Terror and I do try to ride it every single time that I'm there. That then takes us to number seven on our list and we will stay at Hollywood Studios again. And we're going to go right next door to Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. And I have heard that they may be rebranding it as the lease with the Aerosmith band is now up and that could potentially come. We'll see what they do with the ride over the next couple of years. But as of today, it is the Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. And this is probably the most aggressive roller coaster at all of Disney World. Disney World obviously has a handful of different coasters between all the mountains at Magic Kingdom. And then you've got some other ones that are going to be on the list that we're going to talk about here shortly. But this is the most aggressive one, meaning it has loops, it has corkscrews, it's got really tight turns in it. It does not have any huge drops. So when you get into the ride, it is indoors in a warehouse and it's just going to put you through loops after corkscrew after turn. But it is in the dark. It is a lot of fun. It, they do have cool neon signs and displays throughout the ride. So again, they're playing Aerosmith music. It's a lot of fun. It is a very intense ride. I can say that once my daughter was tall enough, we did take her on when she was young and she absolutely loved it. In fact, she said right out of the gates, it was her favorite ride at Disney World at a young age. Obviously, that's because it was a ride she hadn't been able to ride before. It was a new experience for her. And obviously, it's a thrilling experience. So we absolutely love Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. We will see what they do in the coming years. If they re-theme it or rebrand it with a different band, I've heard rumors of the Muppets and using Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem as the band on there. And I would, I absolutely love the Muppets, so I would love it if they did that. But again, that's just a rumor. I don't know if they're going to do that. But Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster did secure a spot at number seven on our list as the most thrilling and intense roller coaster over there at Disney World in Orlando. Heading to number six, we are now going over to Magic Kingdom to one of the more nostalgic rides. And this is Haunted Mansion. Out of this list, there's three rides that aren't very thrilling. We already covered Soren. You've got Haunted Mansion. And then the one after this is one that's not very thrilling. But Haunted Mansion is very nostalgic. A lot of people love it because it stood the test of time. It is a dark ride that's a little bit creepier. It's not super scary, but they've done a lot of really cool elements in this ride from the dancing ballroom scene to the graveyard to the attic that a lot of people are trying to figure out the magic of Disney and how they made this all happen. So it is an awesome ride. It is definitely 
one of our favorites is one of my favorites and some of our close friends, it's one of their favorites. But in our poll on our Facebook page, this one made it down to the elite eight. So it definitely did very well in the poll. It did beat out hundreds of other rides and shows out there that we did have on that poll when we went through it. But Haunted Mansion, just for the Disney magic factor and the nostalgia factor did crack the top 10 and it did land at number six overall. If you've never ridden it, I do encourage you to go ride it. If you are somebody who's afraid of haunted rides, know that, like I said earlier, it's not that scary. They do have a seance room. So if that's something that your religion doesn't like or something that you it may creep you out a little bit. Do be warned of that, but nothing crazy is happening in there. They don't go intense. They don't go scary at all with it. But Haunted Mansion is a great ride. They also have multiple renditions of the movie now of Haunted Mansion with the Eddie Murphy version and now the Owen Wilson version that just came out this last year. And it's a lot of fun. So I encourage you to go check out those movies as well. That takes me to number five on our list. We are going to stay at Magic Kingdom. And like I said, there were three rides that were not thrill rides. And this is the third one. And that is Pirates of the Caribbean. And again, this is a very nostalgic ride. This one is a lot of fun. And they've done a really good job rebranding it since the Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean movies have come out in the early 2000s. So back in the day, of course, they had the auction scene where you'd go through and they were auctioning off the redhead. And a lot of people didn't love that. But now they've redone it and they're auctioning off rum and they've got all the artwork that's out there. And again, the pirates and the people chasing each other around the towers. But this ride, again, is totally immersive. You're in a boat. You're going to go through the different scenes where you find the treasure room. You go to the battle room right before the town and the village. And then at the end, it's burning. And then you get into the jail scene. This ride has so many different elements to it, including a a drop on the ride. Uh, That's a lot of fun that just really make it a very memorable ride at Disney World, which is, of course, why they did the whole movie series on Pirates of the Caribbean. It had to make our top 10 list. In fact, this ride did make the top four rides in our poll that we did have out there on Facebook. And that's only because one of the top four rides was not available at that point in time, but it did make the top four rides. And because of that, it did secure the number five spot on our list today. Number four, we are staying at Magic Kingdom again. And this one is the newest ride at Magic Kingdom. And this is the Tron Light Cycles. Now, because of that, a lot of people, like I said, could debate, is this uh, qualified for the top four rides? We definitely think yes. This is a great roller coaster if you've not ridden it, and it totally immerses you into the world of Tron. And if you've not ridden it, it is a different format of a roller coaster. Now, we did an episode a while back on the Tron Light Cycles and walked you through how this works between the lockers and riding the uh, roller coaster. But this one, you're going to be riding it like a bike or a motorcycle where you're going to be straddling the seat. You do lean forward, you hold on to the handles, and when you pull those down, it does secure you into the seat. So a very different riding style, but it does take off at a very high pace. It takes you outside and goes up over the crowd and then brings you back into the warehouse where then you go into the race against the orange team. It is a lot of fun. They did very well with Tron. Some of the complaints about Tron is it's too short of a ride. I've heard that from a lot of people. And then my wife who wrote it, she gets motion sickness worse than I do. Uh, She said it was a lot of fun. It wasn't terrible, uh, but it's not a ride that she really enjoyed uh, just because of the way that she was sitting and the motion. So we've heard that from other people as well, uh, that they didn't love it just because it is a little bit more intense. But all in all, most people absolutely love this ride. I have ridden it about a dozen times now, 
And I absolutely love it. And every single time that we go, obviously it's through the virtual queue. We don't have to wait in line very long because of the virtual queue. They make it easy to get on and off. And it's just an exciting thrill ride over there at Magic Kingdom. So we feel that this was a really great addition to Magic Kingdom. And we definitely encourage you to ride it. And we do say that this is a must ride at number four. Now, I will say going into the top three, there is no question that these top three rides are, in fact, the top three rides at all of Disney World. There's no debate over that. Even people that love Tron Light Cycles would say that these three rides are the best rides at Disney World. And as a matter of fact, people that have little kids or people that they may not be able to ride every single ride would probably still agree that these are rides that most people can ride at Disney World. And unanimously, every single person we've taken has agreed that these are the top three rides. I will say going into the top three, there is a ton of debate as to which one is the absolute best. And of course, we're giving you our opinion as to the absolute best. But I have heard each one of these three named as the best ride at Disney World by different people. And I do agree that depending on what you're into and what you enjoy, it could be the best ride at Disney World if this is what you're uh, type of ride is or what you, the theme is that you absolutely love. So number three over at Epcot is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And again, just like Tron Light Cycles, we did an episode on this one just a while back. So we encourage you to go listen to that. This roller coaster is a ton of fun. They do a decent job immersing you into the world of Guardians of the Galaxy, but because they didn't do as well as the other two, that's why this one landed at number three. It doesn't mean the ride isn't great, the ride is a lot of fun. It is, in fact, probably one of the best thrill rides at Disney World, but it is not as immersive as the other two are overall. Now, the ride itself is great, but they did a little bit more on the other two, and we'll talk about those in just a minute. But on Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, this is an indoor roller coaster. Basically, the best way I can describe it, it is like Space Mountain on steroids. They have these great LED screens going all around you where you're seeing the action with the Guardians and how they're trying to stop the guy that is taking the world back in time to prior to man, and he's going to erase humanity. And at the same time, they've got different songs playing. So you're going to get one song per ride, but they do have a catalog of a few different songs you can listen to. Again, we uh, talk about that on that episode, and it is random what's going to be assigned, but the music makes it a really fun element. The LED screens are great. The ride mechanics itself are great. It's very smooth. It's just a great, uh, fun ride. It definitely is in the top three. A lot of people would say this is the number one ride at Disney World. Again, we made it number three because it's not as immersive as the other two, as well as uh, this ride can cause motion sickness. The other two rides, we've not had any complaints of motion sickness on. Uh, this one, you can get it. And because of that, my wife has only ridden it once. So we do want to encourage you to check it out maybe before you write it, if you are afraid of the motion sickness and maybe read some reviews online or go check out the episode that we talk about it. But Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot is the number three best ride out there in Disney World. Going to number two, again, a lot of debate over this one. This one is very close to number one for me. And for my wife and daughter, it is a firm number two. With our friends, it was a firm number two. So I'm keeping it in the number two position, but it is very, dis it is very close to being number one for me. And this is over at Hollywood Studios Rise of the Resistance. And if you've not ridden this one, this is an awesome immersive ride for Star Wars, where basically you are going into the Black Spire outpost on Batuu. 
Uh, you go into Star Wars land. It looks like Star Wars. It is amazing to be in there. But once you go through the queue, uh, they give you a great pre-show where they say, we're going to evacuate you from Batu, and they're going to talk to you about uh, going to a secret rebel base. Now, I'm not going to spoil the whole ride for you, but basically from there, it is three rides in one. Uh, you're going to go through a simulator. You're going to get onto a dark type ride and then another simulator towards the end. And it is just awesome. It is so much fun. They did a really great job of not only immersing you into the Star Wars world, but letting you see and feel different things throughout the ride. You're going to get the motion feeling. You're going to get a wind at a couple different times. You're going to get a drop feeling at one point. You're going to get a lot of really cool things. So Rise of the Resistance definitely is probably the most immersive ride I have ever been on in my entire life. It is great fun and it is highly encouraged to go check out Rise of the Resistance. Now, for those of you who are huge Star Wars fans, you would probably say without a doubt, this is the number one best ride in the park. And I will say I would encourage you to ride Rise of the Resistance multiple times. And the reason is the first time you ride it, it is so overwhelming because you've never experienced it before. It is so overwhelming. You're not going to take it all in. So once you're done riding it, go enjoy your day at Hollywood Studios. Go ride the other rides. Go have some great food. But I encourage you later in the day, come back and try it again because you're going to see more things that you didn't see the first time. You're going to pick up on more things. And now that it has a general queue, you're able to ride it multiple times in the day without having to pay for it through individual lightning lane, which you can still do if you'd like to skip the line. But Rise of the Resistance is our number two ride on our list, which now takes me to number one. Most of you probably already know what this one is. If not, this is our only ride that's going to be over at Animal Kingdom, and it is the anchor for Animal Kingdom, and that is Flight of Passage over in Pandora. If you have not ridden this ride in Animal Kingdom, it is amazing. And by far, it is our number one ride on the list. I like for me personally, it's right there in the top two with Rise of the Resistance for all of our friends and family. It is the number one ride. They hands down say it's the best ride at Disney World. But at Animal Kingdom, this is the one reason to go to the Animal Kingdom Park. Now, if you have park hoppers or you don't have four days available, I will encourage you. Animal Kingdom is easy, a half day park. You can get through it really quick if you want to. And this is the one ride you want to make sure that you ride. You can go in and rope drop it and then park hop over to another park if you wanted to, if you don't have all four days, because you're not going to miss much else over at Animal Kingdom. In fact, go back in time years before they built Pandora, when we went to Animal Kingdom, we actually came out of there saying that's a park we would skip going forward and it wasn't worth our time to go back over to Animal Kingdom. Now with the Pandora land, it is totally worth going there. And in the future, they're going to be updating the dinosaur area of the land. And they're going to be bringing in, from what we've heard, Indiana Jones. And they're going to bring over Encanto and some of the other really cool new features that Disney's been developing. So there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff going on at Animal Kingdom. But for today, Pandora is definitely the highlight. So Flight of Passage, if you've not seen the uh, movie Avatar by James Cameron, I encourage you to go watch that before you go because it does tie it in very well. But as you go through this, you're in Pandora, this alien planet that has these floating Hallelujah Mountains. So they did a really good job in the land when you walk through there. And you're going to walk up this cliffside and go through a cave and get into this institute where you're going to get a chance to link yourself into a avatar like they do in the movie. And your avatar is going to go flying on the back of a banshee. 
Now, a lot of people have said that this is Soren on steroids, which Soren itself made our top 10 list at number nine. I would say that's accurate. It's it's very close to Soren. It's actually obviously a lot better where it's immersive with 3D and you're riding on the back of almost like a motorcycle, similar to the Tron light cycles. But this ride is going to take you through Pandora. You're going to fly off of cliffs. You're going to go around the water. You're going to go into caves. You're going to have some peril while you're out there. And all in all, it is about a four minute ride, but it is totally immersive. It is really getting you into the movie. If you've uh, seen the movie, it is by far what we think is the best ride at Disney World because of how immersive it is and how much fun it is. And we have numerous times ridden this ride multiple times in one day where we just keep going and going on this ride over and over again, just because Animal Kingdom doesn't have a ton of other thrill rides. Now, they do have Expedition Everest. That one's probably a top 15 ride, so it would probably rank somewhere in the next five if I were to keep going. That one's a lot of fun. They do have the Safari, which is awesome. You get to see animals. They do have some great shows at Animal Kingdom. But all in all, Flight of Passage is the best ride that they have over at Animal Kingdom. So we will tell you, do not skip Animal Kingdom. Do not skip Flight of Passage. Find a way to get over there and ride it. We do think that it is the best ride in the parks today. Now, again, I said this multiple times in the episode. A lot of people would debate these top three, especially rides in the park, maybe top four, because some may say Tron Light Cycles gets up there into the top three a little bit higher. But we would say we think that this is a good representation. There's no question that the top three rides really should be the top three rides. It's just a matter of your opinion. Do you like Marvel? Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Avatar? Do you like rides that you feel like you're flying? Do you like a roller coaster? Do you like immersive dark rides, which is Rise of the Resistance? So depending on the type of rides that you enjoy may change your list here for the top three. But I think unanimously across the board, everyone would agree those are the top three rides at all of Disney World. So with that, we encourage you have a magical week as you're planning your next vacation. Join us next week as we go to Disneyland and California Adventure and keep talking about that and the top 10 rides over there at their parks because they are different. And then we will come back and do the Universal Series. So until then, we will talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.